0: This is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Maneman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Maneman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Maneman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes in baseball content from the Tri-State area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Maneman on Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Genuine Landscape and Design and they are the official landscaper for over half of the managers in the Dubuque County Semi-Pro League and owner and operator Tyler Ernson would love to come to your home and offer you those services as well. Mention to Tyler that you heard this ad on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and he will give you 10% off your service. Genuine Landscape and Design can be reached at 563-581-1052. You can also find them on Facebook and give them a like at Genuine Landscape and Design. Huge news coming from Genuine Landscape and Design. They will be opening a nursery soon. Be on the lookout on Facebook for their grand opening. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Maniman, and we are doing one of my favorite episodes of the entire year. This is our 2022 preseason All-Dubuque team where we highlight the top returning players playing in and around our area for the upcoming 2022 season. In years past, my co-host for this episode has been Clark University Assistant Coach Andrew Redman. Unfortunately for me, he started a family and just had a child, so he is sitting this one out. So congratulations to Coach Andrew Redman and his family on welcoming their first child. But, Zach Stevenson, assistant coach at Hempstead High School, has been reaching out to me for years, wanting to be a co-host on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, former player of mine for you who think that I never coached. Zach Stevenson, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast.
1: Thank you, Coach Manman. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I just want to lay out the rules before we uh, hit you with our team. So I am going off guys who had great years last year. I am not going off who's committed where. I'm not going off whose dad I'm friends with. I'm not going off who I had in class that were great kids. I am going strictly off the top offensive performances From last season. This episode always uh, gets my inbox full of people messaging me, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've been right the majority of the time, and this episode gets great conversations going. If you don't make the team, it's all right. Go out have a great season, maybe you'll make the team at the end of the year. But no disrespect, there are quite a few players in very limited spots. Also, I want to recognize as many players as possible. So there will not be players, one player taking multiple positions. For example, Last year, a lot of people were upset that Logan Rundy made the team as an outfielder and he was not listed on the pitching staff. Logan Rundy would have pitched for that team, but his offensive stats were much better than his pitching stats going into last year's season. So that's where we're at. Let's start off with our catcher. And this was the most difficult position. This was the toughest position to make the preseason All Dubuque team. You have Solon Munson from Hempstead High School, who had a great year. Top four in home runs. Jack Walsh, who last year won Newcomer of the Year Award, according to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You have Bryn Van Tiger, who put up enormous stats. You have Christian Pruel. From Wallert, who has transferred from Bellevue, Marquette, had huge stats. You had Cade Roush from Cascade, who also had huge stats. But I am going with the RBI King returning from Beckman Catholic, who was on the final all dubuque team last year, Owen Heuengraff. From Dyersville Beckman. And Owen last year had a batting average of 333, an on base percentage of 436, slugged 505. He had seven doubles, three triples, two home runs, and forty-six RBIs leading the city. Now I reached out to his assi- his assistant coach. From Beckman, Coach Mabe, and he's going to hit you with a scouting report on Owen Hewengraff, our all Dubuque team preseason catcher.
2: Owen Garth, uh, senior catcher, fourth the varsity level for us. He's going to play baseball at Southeastern Community College next year uh, to continue his uh, baseball career. Uh, Owen, the strong lefty at the, at the dish, he's going to be a good power hitter for us. Uh, really drives the runners on base on so his RBI numbers last year. I think he led the area in RBIs. Um, so just look for him to continue to do that. Uh, this spring, we've seen his bat feet even maybe even go up a tick. Might provide a little more power for him, maybe see a little more homers. Um, the behind the plate does a great job defensively, um, really provides us an asset behind the plate throws out runners, um, doesn't allow the extra base, which is just so huge at this level. Um, and then on the mound, I think you're going to see him throw a little bit more for us. Uh, has a good fastball, good off-speed. I think he'll have some success there as well.
0: Thanks, Coach Mabe, for that amazing scouting report on Owen Hewengra. Now we go to the corner infielders. First one, former player of mine from Western Dubuque, Tucker Nauman. You might recognize that name. His brother last year had an outstanding year, but... Tucker also put up huge numbers last year from that first base position. He also will provide this team with some innings on the mound. Tucker will play a little bit of third base, a little bit of first base. He can pretty much do anything that the Bobcats need him to do. Last year, Tucker hit 324 with an on-base percentage of 420, slugging percentage of 392. He had seven doubles, knocked in 23 runs for the Bobcats. Now, Coach Casey Bryant is going to pop in and give us a great scouting report on Tucker Nauman.
3: Well, Nick, what I can tell you about Tucker Nauman is um, he really figured things out last year, about halfway through the year um, offensively. And uh, he was one of our strongest, more, most clutch hitters throughout the last, you know, of the season. Um, And then he carried that right over into Legion and hit really well for the Legion, too. And he has not missed a beat. He looks great this winter. He's going to hit for us, and he's going to be a top-of-the-order kind of guy. Um, Defensively, he's always been tremendous. Um, He's as good defensively as any third baseman I've had. Um, Pitching-wise, he's definitely going to be our ace. Um, He's mid to upper 80s now. Um, He's put on about... 20 pounds of strength and uh, really is committed himself to being a great baseball player. And, you know, he's got a great change up. He's got a developing breaking ball and he just competes for us. So, you know, he's very deserving of any recognition he's going to get preseason. And, and we think by the end of the year, he's going to put together a great season for us.
0: Our next corner infielder comes from Wallert Catholic High School, and it is Jack Walsh. I know what you're thinking. Jack Walsh, he's a catcher. But if you follow the Wallert Catholic program, Coach Tisher only catches his catchers for the first half of the doubleheader. So Jack played half of his games at third base, while also putting up great numbers on the mound as well. Last year, Jack hit 381 on on-base percentage of .514, slugging percentage of .451. He had eight doubles, knocked in 27 runs, and also was the Dubuque Area Baseball podcast Varsity newcomer. Now, Zach, you're in that opposing Hempstead Mustang dugout. How do you prepare for Jack Walsh when he's behind the plate, when he's on the mound, and also at third base, and then also preparing for him when he steps into that batter's box? Because he is an extremely feared hitter in our area.
1: Yeah, so Jack Walsh definitely um Definitely a menace at the plate. So there's one stat that you did not mention that I wanted to point out, which is Jack Walsh had 30 walks last year. Now, some people see walks and they don't really bat an eye, but when you're talking 30 walks with 514 on base average, you know, um, it's just a menace. So not only offensively, you have to be careful of what you throw him because he also has 27 RBIs. He has power, so you got to be careful. Um, but you can't work around him because he knows the zone. So that brings brings a struggle on the mound. You really got to get after him and get on top right away. Uh, and then defensively, I know Jack has an arm. Um, I don't know if Jack knows this, but I actually grew up with his older brother, Alex Walsh. And I know they're quite the athletic family, and and they definitely learn the fundamentals at a young age. So uh, defensively, Jack's very sound. Um, He's not going to make many mistakes, if any, uh, when he's behind the plate or at third base. And that good arm strength is that just really finishes off the complete package. Uh, It's hard to run on a guy like that. It's hard to lay down bunts offensively on a guy like that. So Like I said, I think the perfect word to describe him as is he's a menace.
0: Zach, I knew there was a reason why I had you on the show. That was a great scouting report. Also, I did fact check you. Jack does not have an arm. He actually has two arms. And I like the (laughs) fact that you brought up the amount of walks that he had because we know that in high school baseball – you can go in and put in a courtesy runner. And we know that Wallert has about 17 brocious kids that all run like the wind. So you put in a brocious kid after a walk, they're stealing second base, they're stealing third base, and then they're tagging up on on a pop fly to the shortstop. Next, we're going to move on to the middle infield of our all Dubuque team preseason edition. You might know this guy pretty well, Zach, and it's – the uh, University of Iowa commit Kellen Strohmeyer, and last year Kellen Strohmeyer beat Alex Timmerman and former co-host Andrew Redman. We'd love to have you back if you're listening, Red. Uh, all-time hits record at Hempstead, and Kellen last year hit four twenty-seven. He had an on-base percentage of five hundred, slugging percentage of six thirty-six. He had 15 doubles, 3 triples, 3 home runs, 32 RBIs. He also scored 49 runs and was a perfect 100% stealing 22 bags in 22 attempts. Now, Zach, you get to see him a lot more than I do. What can you tell us about the University of Iowa commit, Kellen Strohmeyer?
1: Man, it's It's definitely a blessing to have um, a young man like Kellen in the system over at Hempstead. I uh, also want to mention he's got a younger brother, Reed Strohmeyer, who we're bringing up. He's doing well as well. Um, but Kellen, Kellen's awesome. He knows the game. He knows what the goal is, um, and he's a leader. So any of the new guys coming up, Kellen's always going to be one of the first ones over to – to let them know how things go through the Hempstead system and and really kind of show them the path. Uh, But Kellen, man, he's something else. Uh, When you think of a leadoff hitter, usually you think speed is the biggest thing you got to worry about, especially with a lefty. But Kellen Strohmeyer has power too. So speed and power, that's something that pitchers really got to look out for. Um, And then when he's in the field, he just gets every job done. He attacks the ball at shortstop, makes all the plays that he needs to do, and that's about all I can say about Kellen Schoemeyer.
0: You mentioned his brother, Reed. I just want to, since you mentioned it, shout out, former student, had him in my class, great kid, very bright kid academically. Best of luck, Reed. Can't wait to see you on the ball field this year. Our next middle infielder comes from Dyersville Beckman. He's entering his junior season, and it is Nate Offerman, also Known as Little Offie in that community. And Nate last year hit 368, had an on base percentage of 460, slugging percentage of 442. He scored 20 runs, he had four doubles, one home run, and another big RBI guy driving in 27 runs. Also last year, he swiped. Six bags in six attempts. Now we have my Dyersville Beckman consultant, assistant coach, Ryan Mabe, coming in here to give us a scouting report.
2: Uh, Nate Offerman, junior shortstop. This will be a third year in varsity. Uh, Nate's a state champion in golf as a sophomore. Uh, I imagine he'll probably play golf collegiately if that's what he chooses to do. Um, Nate has all the confidence in the world, abilities, um, Definitely. Uh, moments are going to be too big for him. Definitely can trust him in anything, uh, in any situation. Uh, show him great leadership this spring in that workouts so did a great job with that. Uh, the play is going to be right-handed hitter, probably gap-to-gap type guy. Um, going to be in the middle of the order, um, relied upon heavily. Um, definitely matured a little bit more physically. I think you'll see a little more power for him as well. Um, and then on the mound, he just threw a few innings last year for us, but can be relied on a lot more this year. Um, got good run fastball. Got fastball. A lot of good Knicks off speed. They had a lot of movement, so I think it's a lot of success there as well.
0: Midwest Bus Trips is a great sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Leave all the stress and travel up to Aaron and his crew at Midwest Bus Trips. This summer they will be taking trips to historic Wrigley Field to see the Cubs take on the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Brewers, and the Rockies. If you're not a fan of either of those teams, Aaron at Midwest Bus Trips has you covered. They'll be making a trip to guaranteed rate field to see the New York Yankees take on the Chicago White Sox. If you are a fan of American American Family Field, also known as Miller Park, that classic Brewers versus Cubs rivalry will be taking place in August at the end of summer. Find Midwest Bus Trips on Facebook or search them at MidwestBusTrips.com. We've made our way into the outfield for the 2022 preseason All Dubuque team. And we're gonna start off with, I think, the fastest guy in the city. And he made the end-of-the-year All-Debuke team last year, and it's Ryan Broges from Wallert Catholic High School. And Ryan Broges is entering his sophomore, I'm sorry, entering his junior season for the Golden Eagles. Here are his sophomore stats. He hit 365. On-base percentage of 461. He scored 27 runs, had 31 hits, 7 doubles, 5 triples, 13 RBIs. Also, we know about his speed. He was a perfect 20-for-20 20 20 on the base pass, stealing bags for the Golden Eagles. I predict, I'm going to make a couple bold predictions in this podcast. My bold prediction: Ryan Brosius, that big field at Petrakis Park, he's going to have ten triples. Quote me on it right now. He's going to double it. He's going to have ten triples. Coach Stevenson, you've coached against the speedy Brosius boys. What can you tell us about Ryan Brosius, and what's it like to be in the opposing dugout facing him?
1: Well, I I can't lie. It's, it's uh, kind of scary, you know, it's just one of those guys who, when they step into the box, you sometimes you just wonder what you really got to do against them. Um, okay. I will them to... as a sophomore, this guy had 85 at bats. What that tells me is his coaches are confident in him. He's got confidence in himself, especially how well he's succeeding so far. Um, but when we play against a guy like this, we got to move our outfielders around, uh, especially if we're down at Petrakis, because um, that leaves opportunity for, for baseballs to run down the lines and the gaps. And that outfield really widens up out there. So that, that's why I, I definitely agree with your prediction, Coach. I think your prediction is going to be spot on with that. Um, I also think if they had a different home field, a lot of those triples would probably turn into home runs uh, for Ryan. But that's something he'll definitely see more of as he gets into his junior and senior season and, and builds up even more strength.
0: Our next outfielder comes from Bellevue Marquette, and it is one of the Templeton brothers. It is Zach Templeton. And last year, Zach Templeton, as a junior... Hit 369, had an on base percentage of 459, slugging percentage of 417. He scored 18 runs. He had four doubles and knocked in 31 runs. He is in the top four in the area in RBIs. We're going to lead into an advanced scouting report from Bellevue Marquette's new head coach, Coach Travis Templeton.
4: Yeah, just a little bit about Zachary um, Templeton. He's he's one heck of an athlete. He's a very quick, uh, out-of-the-box type of kid. Um, Relentless, I would say. So as far as just a a total effort uh, kid. Um, Talking about slamming in the walls, sliding bases, um, or stealing bases. uh, Driving in runs, RBI machine. But if you look at like uh, his skill sets, I mean, he's got an above average arm uh, in the outfield. Um, I would say he's got a plus arm. Um, He could probably let her go 80 miles an hour or so, you know, from the outfield. Um, His speed on the bases, you know, he's running a, a, you know, it's high sixes probably in the 60 yard dash. So he's very quick. Um, As far as that goes, he has excellent uh, line drive capability. So when he makes contact with the ball, it's usually a laser. And it's usually just over the infield's head, splits gaps a little bit. Um, he had some doubles last year. I would anticipate this year having quite a bit more there. Um, very good guy to get on base. So, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have him here.
0: Our third and final outfielder comes from the cornfields of Dyersville Beckman, and it is junior outfielder Luke Shields. And last year, Luke had a batting average of .373, on-base percentage of .507, slugging percentage of .471. Luke scored 32 runs, had three doubles, two triples, one home run, and knocked in 21 RBIs. He also stole nine bases in 11 attempts. And always, as always, we have our Dyersville correspondent, assistant coach Ryan Mabe, coming in here to give us a scouting report on Luke.
2: Uh, Luke Shields, uh, junior outfielder, another third-year varsity guy. Um, Lou's a guy that just possesses tremendous athleticism. Um, I, he's going to have the opportunity to play college baseball if that's what he chooses to do. Um, I label him as just a gamer, just willing to do whatever it takes for a team to win. Uh, this spring, he's been putting on the catching gear, catching bullpens. Um, he's been trying it out on the mound, see if he can help us out as a pitcher. Um saw he did last year under pressure. He had the uh, down one in the seventh inning substate sub game, hits the homer, just pure left-handed swing, great swing. Um, and again, you can be relied upon to be our leadoff hitter, kind of provide the spark up top, So let athleticism, maybe steal some bases, you know, and let, you know, Owen and Nader drive him in. Um, on defense, you're going to probably move from right to center. Um, again, you can use the athleticism out there, to run the ball down. And I also say you probably have the plus arm out there.
0: Lastly, before we make it on to the pitching staff, we are going to make our way to our utility position. And our utility player comes from the Hempstead Mustangs. It's catcher. It's outfielder. I heard he might play a little third. I heard he might play a little first. Might even get some innings on the mound. And it's Solon Munson, the Arizona State University commit. And last year, Solon hit 259, had an on-base percentage of 450, 481 slugging percentage of .556, he scored 19 runs, had four doubles, four home runs, 15 RBIs, and he is in the top four returning home run hitters to our city this year. Now, Coach Stevenson, you've worked with Solon a long time, and you bounce around from freshman to sophomore to varsity, What can you tell us, advanced scouting report on Solon Munson? And you have a big smile on your face, so you probably have a (laughs) Solon Munson story you're going to tell us too, right, Coach?
1: Oh, yeah. So, Solon Munson, great kid. He has a huge skill set when it comes to baseball. Um, Like you mentioned, Coach, outfield, third base, possibly some pitching, I don't know if we'll say anything about that yet, but I might have insider information. We'll keep it a secret. But catching as well. So Solon, kid's got power, um, and he's got heart. He is smart at the plate, and he knows what he can do with each pitch. When we're hitting in the cage, uh, Solon works everywhere. I mean, he'll work opposite field. He'll work up to the middle, and then he'll start hitting cage bombs into the top right of the cage. And sometimes lefties I struggle to throw to him, but not Solon because he can hit anything. Um, yeah, one story about Solon Munson. So I uh, decided one day I was up at the Hempstead Field. I was going to stay for the sophomores, had a game, and Solon was an eighth grader at the time playing for the sophomore squad. And I was helping out uh, Coach Don Perkle. I was being his assistant for the day, so I'm over by first base. And I I think we had a lead of about eight or nine runs on these guys, and things were going well for us. It was a frustrating day for the opposing team. But Solon was up at the plate late in the game. He got fastball up in the zone and he turned on it he sent that thing over the right field wall onto Pennsylvania and I was watching the ball fly so I didn't didn't see when Solon carried the bat halfway down the line and bat flipped it and then trotted around the bag so Solon's over round and third and all of a sudden I hear the other dugout one of one of the adults in there asked me if I was going to do something about that and i i said what and he said well he's he's carrying the bat and bat flipping and stuff and i said well do you want me to tell him to not hit any more home runs and that was the end of that conversation so pretty funny story about solon uh having that power as an eighth grader and then just just working on the uh, technical things what you can do with each pitch where it's at in the zone uh it's a bold prediction. I think Solon is definitely going to be one of the leading uh, leading hitters in the area this upcoming season.
0: Coach, thanks for that advanced scouting report and story. We're going to work our way into the pitching staff, and then we're going to get into our reserves. And then we got to do the preseason awards, because that's where all the fun comes in. So, first pitcher... In the preseason All-Dubuque team, 2022, comes from Wallert Catholic High School, and it is Aaron Savory, who has recently committed to the University of Iowa. And Aaron is entering his senior season. Last year, as a junior, Aaron was nine and one. He collected one save. He threw 66 innings. In that 66 innings of work, his ERA was 1.27. He struck out 96 would-be hitters and had an opponent's batting average of 1.36. He has one of the best sliders that I've seen and matches it with an above 80 low 90s fastball, according to to perfect game Iowa reports. What can you tell us about Aaron Savory?
1: I can definitely tell you his his stuff is nasty. I mean, when you go into the ballpark and you know you're facing against a guy like that, it's, it's pretty much set in stone that he's probably going to throw a majority, if not the whole game, against you. So the mindset has to kind of shift offensively Uh, when you know you're not, you're not going to beat them off of pure ability. You know, Um, Savory, I, I played against both his older brothers, Alex and Austin, I believe. And I think Austin is one of very few pitchers to ever strike me out. Um, I, I know their family pitching is it's in their DNA. So, when you go up against a guy like that, you gotta you gotta look to manufacture runs. Um, each each guy in the lineup has to do their job, whether it's the one through four or the six through nine spot. Um, you just want to get guys on base, put pressure on the defense, uh, maybe even lay down a bunt, bun or two if you're moving runners, and then just hope hope that one fastball gets left over little too much of the plate and one of our guys can put it in and score a run. Um but yeah the mindset definitely shifts drastically from we're gonna show up and, and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna hit everybody's gonna hit to okay we we have to do our jobs here.
0: Coach we're gonna make our way to the next three pitchers on our preseason all debut team pitching rotation. And it's the three headed monster from Hempstead High School. Brock Booth up for preseason pitcher of the year. Last year, through 45 innings as a junior, his record was 6 and 1. His ERA was 3.42. He struck out 37 would be hitters, and batters hit 253 off of Brock Booth. Coach, what can you tell us about Brock Booth and the luxury of having that Loris College commit on your pitching staff at Hempstead High School?
1: Brock Booth is one of those guys where when you put him into the game, you know he is going to attack the zone and get on top right away. There's one game last season that if we remove it completely from all the stats and the records, Uh, It would make Brock's stats improve drastically, and that was a game against Senior, where I think they put up uh, maybe 10 or 11 runs on Brock, and that was kind of a rough day. Um, Not sure what was going on. Maybe an off day, um, but I know that'll change this year. Brock's been working hard. Uh, Like I said, he controls the game. He'll pound the zone. He'll come right after you, and his stuff moves. He's got a nasty change-up, nasty curve, and not to mention the velocity on his fastball is always increasing day by day. Uh, so Brock is one of those guys we're looking to to definitely be a one or two guy where when he goes into the game, we're probably going to ride him as long as we can, as long as he's getting after it.
0: Our next pitcher on the rotation also comes from the Mahemstead Mustangs, and it's a young man by the name of Lane Wells, senior right-hander. As a junior, Lane threw 35 and two-thirds innings, had a record of 5-1, and one, ERA of 3.73. He struck out 29 guys, and opponents hit 211 off him. What can you tell us about Lane Wells?
1: I can tell you, Lane. Lane is a power guy. When you step into the box, I would expect some heat come flying right past you. Um, definitely, if you're not ready to hit, that's going to happen. Uh, Lane is is huge. Can tell you his exact height, um, but he's about twice my size, and he'll he'll make it hurt. I mean. You don't want to go down in the count against Lane Wells because you're either getting a 90-something mile per hour fastball or you're getting a mid-70s curveball that's about to drop off the table. You can't do much with it. Um, some things that we're trying to work on is, is hitting spots, locations, and just staying in a groove. And I think Lane's doing very well. He's been working his, his butt off. Uh, he's been at pitchers and catchers every day. I know he's been working out. Uh, and, and he's definitely itching for the season to
0: start. Our next pitcher also comes from the Hempstead Mustangs, part of that three-headed monster. And it's a young man by the name of Johnny Meering. And as a sophomore, Johnny went 4-2 and two in 28 and a third innings, had an ERA of 3.95, and opponents hit... 273 off Johnny and he struck out 22 hitters in that 28 innings of work now I've known this name for a long time because I um, coached his older brother and then when I coached out at Western Dubuque we had a very very good freshman team and Johnny Mearing one hit us and beat us three to nothing uh, as an eighth grader Uh, one hit us Very good hitting team. I've heard that he's had some great, great starts over his career at Hempstead, which has been a short one. What can you tell us about Mr. Mearing before we make our way on to our next pitcher on our pitching rotation?
1: So Johnny Mearing is is one of those kids who uh, I could not wait to coach and have on one of our squads. Um, my first year coaching at Hempstead, I was my older brother Nick Stevenson's assistant on one of the freshman teams, and we had Johnny Mearing as an eighth grader, and almost every day we would kind of talk talk with each other at the end of practice, thinking, is this going to be the day where where uh, Coach Rapp decides to move Johnny up to the sophomore level, or will we be lucky enough to have him for another day. And I guess we were lucky enough to have him uh, pitch against West Dubuque on a nice afternoon. Uh, I apologize. I was in that opposing dugout there, coach, but you know, the kid's a player. Um I got to play with his older brother, Cole, and I'd say Cole is one of the best baseball players I've ever gotten to play with. And I'm blessed to say that. And Johnny is, he's something else. When we first saw him as an eighth grader hitting in the cage, the way the ball was popping off the bat, you could tell it, he, he was different. He already had it. He already had that muscle that older guys had. He already had a, just a beautiful swing. We didn't have to do anything except for make sure this kid just stays on the right path. Um, I think Johnny's stats don't don't accurately uh, – kind of show where he's at. I think after, especially after last year, Johnny's gained a lot of strength. Um, he's getting bigger. And one of his, one of his flaws, I would say is he leaves a lot of things over the plate. Um, but that's cause he has the ability to just constantly pound corners and pound the strike zone. Sometimes one of them gets left over the middle. And his velocity wasn't too high last year, so I think that's where uh, guys kind of took took advantage and got a few hits off of him. I think uh, this year, though, Johnny's Johnny's going to be powerful. He's he's going to be one of those guys like Brock Booth who controls the game, has great control with everything. Johnny has a change up that I've never seen a change up move as much as his it. It drops down and it drops in very hard against right-handed hitters. And I think that's something he'll, he'll look to use a lot this year. Um, but yeah, Johnny Mearing, consistent and a great ball player.
0: I have heard some rumblings about Johnny coming from the Hempstead camp and coming around the city. They said, Coach, I think he might win pitcher of the year at the end of the year I don't know if you want to make that happen slip a slip a 50 in my pocket and I can for sure make that happen but I think it might might. let's make our way to the senior Rams and up for preseason pitcher of the year he was nominated is Ray Slosher and Ray Slosher as a junior he is entering his senior season through 38 innings had a record of 4-2, and two. he had an ERA of 1.47, struck out 28 gentlemen, and opponents hit 178 off him. Coach, you're in that opposing dugout against senior. What can you tell us about the pitching duel that happens whenever Ray Slasher is on the mound?
1: Well, when we know he's going to do his job, Um I know he's been brought up under some great coaches, coach, coach Reese over there, great guy, and another coach over there, Coach uh, Kerman, who actually coached me when I was younger, and I, I definitely looked to him as one of the better coaches I've ever had and a great role model. Uh, so I actually reached out to him to ask him a little bit about Ray. Um, but when we, we roll in and, and we know a guy like that's on the mound, um, it's almost similar to the, to the Savory situation. We got to change our mindset. Um, we know what we're getting, so we have to work with what we're getting. We can't expect fastballs to get left over the plate. We can't expect anything that's low velocity. Uh, we know he's going to come after us, so we just got to put in the work, be selective on our pitches, and see if we can manufacture something. Um, Jay Kerman said, uh, they're, they're hoping Ray's going to step up and be, be one of the leaders for him this year. And I, I definitely think that'll happen. Um, I think they got some good things going over there at senior and if they got a guy like Ray leading them, I think they'll do just fine this season.
0: Not to be outdone, we have Coach Andrew Reese checking into the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast right now to give us an advanced scouting report on his number one arm, Ray Slosher.
5: Ray, for us, is a great um, piece of our, our rotation. I mean, he's got, he come on last year and we didn't really expect him to throw the way he did. And You know, you look up at one point and he's, he's dominating and you can't take him off the mound and you're like, well... Who's going to catch, you know, and that's that's a big question to have catcher pitcher wise. And um, he just his stuff was electric. He he got stronger as the year went on and um, the fastball looked great and started to get a little more bend in the breaker and change up came around. All of a sudden, you know, you got a, a real nice pitcher on the mound. So did an awesome job
0: for us. Our next pitcher on the pitching staff, we're going to drive about 25 miles down the road and visit the Cascade Cougars, and it's senior Jack Carr, also up for preseason pitcher of the year. Jack, in his junior season, threw 42 and two-thirds innings, had a record of 5-2, and two, had an ERA of 2.79, struck out 48 hitters and opponents hit two fifty off him. Now, stick around for our Cascade insider, Eric D'Souza, manager of the Bernard baseball team, to give us an in-depth scouting report on Jack Carr.
6: Uh, Jack Carr, great kid. One of the hardest working kids that I've ever uh, encountered. I was lucky enough to coach him for a couple of years. He's a type of kid that uh, he does kind of his work in silence. He's not one to, to boast about it, but a uh, hard, hard worker, three-pitch kid, one of the best high school change-ups I've seen in a long, long time. He's not going to overpower you with, with the fastball velocity, but three-pitch guy that can throw anything really at any time. Um, going to always keep guys off balance and throw strikes. He's not going to get beat by walking guys. If you have a Good defense behind you. Jack's going to be an incredible pitcher. Uh, and I, I really think going forward, he's going to be one of the one of the better pitchers around in the area uh, and and a lot to come for him.
0: Our next pitcher also is from the Cascade Cougars, and it's Cooper Hummel. And during his eighth grade season, Cooper threw 25 and a third innings, had a record of three and two had an ERA of 3.04, struck out 24 would-be hitters, and opponents only hit 140 off Cooper. Eric D'Souza is checking in again to give us another advanced scouting report on Cooper Hummel.
6: Yeah, Cooper Hummel, uh, another guy, young kid that I've seen throw a bunch. Um, Velocity has really increased the last six months. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Um, he's one of those kids where he's he's got a lot to – he's got those – he's like a, a puppy. He's got paws to grow into, so he's got the body that's that's perfect for a long uh, lefty release. Um, he's cleaned up his mechanics recently. I've seen that, and, and things are looking really good for him. Uh, Three-pitch pitcher, he's got a little splitty that he can throw, um, running fastball, um, and he's just – he's going to be an, an impressive – menacing guy on the mound he's a big kid so I think Cooper's got got a lot going for him um, control will be the thing that that he needs to work on I think going forward but if he can get his control under in order uh, great things to come
0: our last pitcher to make the pitching staff comes from Western Dubuque and it is Ryan Klosterman Ryan Klosterman last year as a sophomore through 38 innings had a record of five and two, he had an ERA of two point two one. He struck out twenty nine hitters, and opponents hit two seventy seven off him. Joining us on the podcast to give us a scouting report on Ryan Klosterman, his head coach of the Bobcats, Casey Bryant.
3: Well, Coach uh, Ryan Klosterman is uh, he's a strike thrower. He's not going to walk a lot of guys. He goes after people. Uh, and he's he's quite a competitor when he steps on the field. Um, you get him in between those those chalk lines, and, and he just loves to compete. Uh, he's a you know low to mid '80s fastball guy. He's not going to blow everybody away, uh, but he knows how to pitch. He knows how to stay ahead of the count. Uh, he's got a really good curveball. Uh, when he's throwing that first strike, he can be really really good on the mound.
0: Midwest Bus Trips is a great sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Leave all the stress and travel up to Aaron and his crew at Midwest Bus Trips. This summer, they will be taking trips to historic. Wrigley Field to see the Cubs take on the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Brewers, and the Rockies. If you're not a fan of either of those teams, Aaron at Midwest Bus Trips has you covered. They'll be making a trip to Guaranteed Rate Field to see the New York Yankees take on the Chicago White Sox. If you are a fan of American Family Field, also known as Miller Park, that classic Brewers vs. Cubs rivalry will be taking place in August at the end of summer. Find Midwest Bus Trips on Facebook or search them at MidwestBusTrips.com. Now that we've done our starters and we've done our pitching rotation, let's get to the reserves These gentlemen also had some great seasons, but for some reason or another, the people in front of them just had better stat lines or better offensive production or better stats on the mound than the other players listed. We're going to start with Beckman and senior Lane Kramer. Then we're going to move to the Cascade Cougars. We got junior Jack Menster. Junior Mason Otting, Senior Tanner Tanner Simon, and Junior Cade Roush. We have Wallert Catholic High School first baseman, senior Ben Freed, and Bellevue Maquoketa transfer. I'm sorry, Bellevue Marquette Transfer, Christian Pruel, who will be behind the plate for the Golden Eagles. We have JT Goodman, sophomore from Western Dubuque, Bryn Van Tiger, also a senior from Western Dubuque, and Jensen Wetking Jr. from Bellevue. Now stick around while we introduce our 2022 preseason awards. Thanks for sticking around to the end. Now we're going to get to our 2022 Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast Preseason Awards for 2022. We're going to start off with the Kevin Romberg MVP. Threw this out on social media. The name that kept on coming back and coming back and coming back to me was Aaron Savry. We know how well he throws on the mound. He was nine and one, 96 strikeouts, the most strikeouts in the area. But people forget about his offensive stats. He um, is from Wallert Catholic High School, and he is the returning home run champ with six home runs. And last year, Aaron, hitting-wise, had an outstanding year as well. His junior stats, he hit 319 on base percentage of 424. He scored 41 runs, had nine doubles, two triples, and we talked about those six home runs. He also is in top four in RBIs with 32. So he's going to win you a lot of games on the mound, but he's also going to help out that Golden Eagles offense as well. Coach Stevenson, a lot of great players in the area. You were in agreement with me when we gave this award to Aaron Savory. What is it about him that makes him stand out as being that preseason Kevin Romberg MVP?
1: What stands out um, about Aaron is it, it's the full package, you know. Usually you, you get guys putting up those offensive numbers and and they'll definitely take your three or four spot in the order and you'll be happy with it. But if that guy can also go out on the mound and absolutely dominate, I don't know exactly how many strikeouts. I think you said it was 90-something. Um that really points out dominance to me. Uh, if you got a guy who can average one or more strikeouts per inning on the mound, they're going to win you ball games. And and like you said, Aaron does it from from both sides of the field, defensively and offensively. Uh, in the box, he's always looking to do something productive. And he, even if you make a mistake, he, he's gonna. He's going to make it hurt no matter where the pitch is. If it's at him, he's going to let it hit him. He had 14 hit by pitches. He he goes in there and he kind of knows he owns the place. And and, uh, I think the opponent definitely has to respect someone with that level of confidence and that ability to just dominate the competition.
0: I also Um, think I mentioned this before. Great slider.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Great slider. Great slider. It's That's a pitch at the high school level. I mean, you're used to fastballs, curveballs, change-ups. Occasionally you get a, a wild guy like me who will throw a knuckleball. Um, but when they can get that slider moving, especially on a horizontal plane, it just looks like something else, something guys have never seen before. And and Aaron, he's, he's going to go out there this year, and, and he's going to dominate.
0: Coach, our next preseason award is the Joe Horner Pitcher of the Year Award. Now, I know what you're probably thinking was Aaron Savory had the best pitching stats last year. He's obviously the preseason pitcher of the year. But, like I said earlier, we want to recognize as many kids. We want to recognize as many outstanding seasons as possible. This was a difficult one. There were three pitchers that had amazing stats. And I'm talking about Jack Carr from Cascade. I'm talking about Brock Booth from Hempstead. And I'm talking about Ray Slosher from Senior. All of them, win-loss record was pretty much identical. Some of them had stats that were much better than their counterparts, but then their counterparts had much better stats. So here's what I did. I couldn't decide between the three. So I sent it out to probably 20 or 30 great baseball minds that I know just picking their brain. And it came back, I got eight people for Brock Booth, I got eight people for Jack Carr, and I got eight people for uh, Ray Slosher, which didn't help me. So I did a social media poll, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Instagram, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook, and Coach Manaman on Twitter. Brock Booth won the Instagram poll. Brock Booth won the Twitter poll. And Ray Slosher won the Facebook poll. So I got to go with the audience here. And if you're not following any of those three, what the hell are you thinking? Get there. Give all three of them a follow. Great content. So congratulations, Brock Booth. Fan vote Preseason joe horner pitcher of the year why do you think that the fans voted for brock booth over jack carr or ray slasher i can't make a case for either of the three but the fans wanted brock booth
1: oh man not sure how brock won it but i'm happy he did um I know if anybody knows Brock personally, they would agree that Brock is—he's a—he's a great character. Um, can always have great conversations with him. Sometimes he's a little goofy, but I like that. So am I. Um, and I'm—I'm I'm happy I got to coach him when he was younger as well. Uh, when it comes to pitching and having having an issue trying to decide between three of the best ones in the Buke. Uh, I would definitely say Coach Maneman, that's one of them good problems, right? Um but Brock, he I've mentioned it before, he works hard, he's consistent, and he he knows what's at stake for this Hempstead team. Uh coming off two back to back state trips. Uh this this is Brock's chance to step up and, and lead us and uh hopefully We can uh, bring home the gold together this season and make it all the way to the
0: end. All right, Coach. Now we're going to make it to the Nate Rambler Offensive Player of the Year. And we have a Mustang. Not going to read off his stats. I did that earlier in the podcast. But some of his highlights were he uh, ranks in the top four in RBIs and home runs And also last year set a record that had been held for quite some time. The hits record at Hempstead held by great former Hempstead players Andrew Redman and Alex Timmerman. And the Offensive Player of the Year goes to the University of Iowa commit Kellen Strohmeyer. Coach Stevenson, why do you think he's deserving of this preseason recognition?
1: Um, I think it's no question that Kellen's definitely the top pick for this. Uh, one thing I want to mention is last, last season for, uh, Hempstead, uh, Callen hit lead off pretty much the entire year for us. So when you're hitting lead off and you're leading, leading in, uh, RBIs and manufacturing runs, that's a pretty good sign. Um. I think this year the bottom of our order is definitely going to be able to come through and put themselves in a position where we'll swing it back to the top and Kellen's going to be hitting with guys on. Uh, I'm not sure if coach Rapp is going to have him hit and lead off for maybe the two or three spot this season. I don't know what's in store for that. We'll see as the future comes. Um, But Kellen there, there's no other way to describe it but just to say Kellen is sick when he's at the plate. Uh, you can't get much by him, and if you make a mistake, he, he's going to make you pay for it.
0: Coach Rapp, I, I know you listened to the Dubuque Area Baseball podcast. He had 22 stolen bases. Listen to your old assistant coach, everybody's favorite coach, Coach Mannman. you got to leave <laughs> the guy off with that speed on the bases. Now we get into our next award, and it is the Varsity Newcomer Award, and I threw this out on social media. got a couple names. I got Harris from Western Dubuque, but the name that kept on coming over and over and over and over again is junior pitcher from senior John Willie. Now, Coach Stevenson You said you reached out to uh, Coach Kerman to get a little insight on John Willie. We also have Coach Andrew Reese checking in here again to tell us a little bit more about John Willie. But what is it about John Willie that we're going to see this year that makes him explode onto the scene in a name that we will all know at the end of this season?
1: So I know, like you mentioned, talked to coach Jay Kerman and Jay Kerman has his his, uh, kids had been some of the best baseball players I've seen. I am honored to, I can't believe this worked out, but I got a chance to play with uh, Jacob and Jacob Kerman and TJ Deardorff when I was younger. And Jay Kerman coached us and we had a heck of a team. We had a fun season, but I know I know they're working hard over there. Um, Jay told me he's consistent. He's got velocity. Uh, this is a guy that they're definitely going to be looking to use as much as they can. And I think he's going to step up, and eventually he will become one of those leaders for senior and, and hopefully carry him to some great things in the future.
0: Coach Reese, thanks for popping in again. What can you tell us about John Willey?
5: We're happy for John. And, you know, it comes as no surprise to us. He's, he's winning an award like this, where he's a preseason newcomer um, for varsity here this season. He's, uh, he'll do great things for us in the future. We, we fully believe that. Um, he's going to find his way in the lineup multiple ways. He's going to throw for us. He had a nice year on the mound last year at the sophomore level and actually was really efficient, did some really nice things. We're excited about that. Um, efficiency is always nice for us, and keeping things short. Hitting-wise, does very well in the box, has a, a, a good mindset about him, a good approach, and um, hits to all fields. So he should be just fine on, in both those aspects. And the glove is, is just a bonus at this point because he has a very nice glove defensively as well. He can play multiple positions. So he'll find his way around the, the outfield and the infield and in the lineup and on the mound. And whatever he can do for us, he will because that's the type, type of kid he is.
0: And our last preseason award we're going to hand out before we sign off and then you all listen to this and question my sanity is the Tom Jink Jr. Coach of the Year Award. In years past, I've just always given it to the returning coach that won the Tom Jink Jr. Coach of the Year from the year before. But I decided I'm going to try to make some predictions here. I'm going to look at who's leaving. I'm going to look at what's there. And I'm going to try to rub my crystal ball and and see if I can predict. So I'm going to make another bold prediction here. First one, I'm going to give it to Coach Jink's right-hand man. I think the Dyersville Beckman Blazers have a great chance to make the state tournament we've talked about the three gentlemen that made this preseason team that are returning last year they were 21 and 15 and no disrespect to any of the guys that they lost but they're only losing three ball players so i think that fred martin and that staff is going to put together a great year and then i also have to go Uh, Co-preseason coaches of the year. Not only is he a great friend of mine, I respect his baseball mind, but I got to go with uh, Jeff Rapp from Hempstead High School. Yes, they are graduating seven starters, but we talked about the three-headed monster. We talked about Solon Munson coming back. We talked about Kellen Strohmeyer. We even had a Reed Strohmeyer mention. I thought we wouldn't hear that on this podcast, but I'm glad we did. And we know that they're sound defensively, and we know that they have Coach Stevenson on staff as well who's going to be pushing those guys hard. So so, uh, Coach Stevenson, what – do you think uh, makes those guys deserving of this preseason recognition from a great baseball mind, like myself, coach Maneman, give us your thoughts on Beckman. First
1: only lost three guys. You said Um, it looks like the path is, is pretty set out for them. So if they do the right thing, they'll definitely succeed. Um, Coach Rapp is, is somebody who I've, I've always looked to as a mentor and, and a coach and a teacher as well. Um, I played for him for a few years, uh, and I'm definitely blessed to be able to say that. I'm also blessed to be able to say I played under Coach Maneman for a little bit in my early days up at Hempstead. And uh, At the time, it was uh, Coach Matt Cooksley, Coach Rapp, and Coach Nick Maneman, and I couldn't think of three three better coaches to have in the same spot and two better or three better bodies to look up to and you know kind of teach you the ways of the game not only of not only about situations and how to do things on the field and so and so but how to be respectful, how to be responsible, and how to respect the game in general um there's certain things you You should do, and there's certain things you should never do uh, when you're around or on a baseball field. And I think Coach Rapp, from the very beginning, uh, just the way he carries himself, you have to respect it. Um, I mean, he's not going to go and and beat you up or anything. He's not going to verbally yell at you and abuse you. But he'll give you one of those looks where you know what you're doing is right. Or what you're doing is wrong, and if you're doing the wrong thing, that problem will be fixed right away. Um, but, yeah, Coach Rapp, great guy, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to coach along his side. I've learned an insane amount of baseball information from him and just a lot of good things. So I'm excited for the future at Hempstead. Uh, I know Coach Rapp is very excited and we've been working our butts off with this current team ever since they were eighth graders and freshmen. We've been working so hard to, to get them to where they're at now, and we think they are more than prepared to to exceed our expectations here and do something great this season.
0: Coach Stevenson, thanks for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Easiest way to get an invite back is to uh, fluff the Is uh, pillow a little bit but um, best of luck to all of the players and all of the programs in our area. 643 we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review and also subscribe on Spotify.